everybody, uh, welcome to the Hurt Circus. I'm your host, Nick Ridick, Nicholas Ridiculous, a.k.a. that hairless hyena. What up? Uh, life's, life's been crazy lately. I don't know. Haven't been sla- I've been slacking on the pod. It's always such a, such a daunting thing to, you know, I've said it before, I'll say it again, you know, just to, just to harikari yourself, you know, just, just rip out your own guts and just kind of splay them out on the table. But it's been digging at me lately just to kind of get back to it because it's been maybe a month. Like a lot of things happened and just April was a hectic, shitty month, you know. And then at the end of it, I had to move. Also, I had birthday stuff to go celebrate with and... um and it was just out of whack. It's just too many spinning plates sometimes, and uh, sometimes you just gotta watch them fall, I guess. And just break. <laughs> um, but I've been wanting to sit down and just try and get another episode out, just because this is something I've I've wanted to do for a long time, and I sat down and started it, so I need to. S- continue to sit down and keep doing it um because you know when i'm at the day job just kind of puttering the time by like just doing work i don't i don't not enjoy it but you know it's not fulfilling or it's not just makes me feel like a a fucking cog in a machine you know like just a piece that's pretty replaceable but only has like one or two functions and after a while yeah you just just uh, it just doesn't it's not fulfilling it's not it pays the bills just enough so that it forms these walls around you and you can't really you don't really have room for maneuverability really to to just figure out something better or find something better or maybe I just spend all my spare time doing fucking projects like this you know (laughs) but yeah even when I'm I'm at that job and I'm you know spending a lot of time listening to other podcasts it's just makes me fucking want to be working on mine but then by the time I get home from a fucking 9 to 10 hour day of work and you just last thing you want to do is explore the insides of your fucking soul and poke at the holes and all that fun stuff but it's at those times when I'm standing there at the job you know that it uh all the things I want or should be doing or could be doing, or would rather be doing, 
they all kind of flood into my mind while I'm doing something else, and I, I end up with this constant to-do list almost. This it's almost like just like a brainstorm page where I just have to jot down all my fleeting thoughts and ideas because they're they're just that they're fucking fleeting like. I just hate those times, you know, when you're thinking about something and then a split second later you're grasping at its tail feathers watching it flutter off and you're like, I wasn't done with that. And maybe you'll, like, go back and do what you were just doing to try and backpedal back into that thought process, but it's very, very difficult. So I just write, like, it's not even notes, it's not even, it's just, like, fucking ideas you know like um but something that's really been stuck in my craw lately is um just the idea of shame and how we carry it and how it can manipulate us and control us and just be a big part of us without us ever realizing or acknowledging it. And like how how we cope, you know? How we cope with it. Which is different for everyone, I guess, because it's hard to even recognize shame sometimes. And I feel like a lot of the time when you're being shamed by someone, they don't want you to directly know that it's happening. It's kind of like a, an under-the-surface effect, a chemical reaction inside you that happens, and you don't even you don't even really realize it's happened until some kind of action or situation you're trying to do or get in. It just really brings it all up to the surface, whether it's through chronic through contrast to someone else and how they are or or just even the background where you came from and how it compares to the rest of the world around you or that you've seen because a lot of the times it's the lacking in your life that can create the shame especially if it's not lacking in someone else's life and you witness that and we don't we don't fully understand the weight of shame um i remember when i was younger in school even like everyone assumed everyone was the same you know and um even though we were all told we were special but i guess hey we were all the same right but I remember making um, Father's Day gifts. And I'd never even seen my dad, but I was sitting there making these fucking Father's Day cards that were like fucking the front of a shirt with a tie in it or some dumb shit. And I was like, in my head, I know, I just got excited because I was like, my mom is my dad. And just, you know, she gets two days. Blah, blah. Like, just making it make sense for my own self, I guess, kind of. Which wasn't easy, you know? And even, um, 
being a poor kid or just not being a full-on foster kid like having to just fake conversations having to just fake conversations and understanding about things that I didn't really have any experience with or witness to just um like just playing pretend almost like you're one of the kids just fucking faking it to make it but you'll never really make it because the powers that be won't allow it and there's and even just being sucked into the children's aid society child protective services child welfare system however the fuck you want to put it your flame of shame is ignited within you almost instantaneously the moment they remove you from your family because without ever really being told what the fuck is going on all of a sudden your life kind of just falls apart and these people enter your life and show you that they have power you didn't think imaginable where they can just uproot your entire life destroy all semblance of family and whisk you away to a far off place where they think you will do better and actually learn how to live proper because in taking you away it's instilling the fact that you're not a person you weren't living like a person you you aren't good enough and that in itself it just ignites the shame within you where you're just First of all, you're in a fucking, you're in a strange place with strange people. And you're supposed to just be okay with that when you're being told literally nothing. You don't even know where the fuck you are. You know? So it's, it's so difficult because it's like, they never really want to tell you where you are exactly because you know you might hand that information to someone who might try and come get you or they instill fear into you because any kid just wants to run away run back home you know i couldn't tell you how many times i did the old fucking the old dorothy you know the fucking there's no fucking place like home but you know what that shit don't work because You open your eyes, you're still seeing that shitty fucking home you got taken to through all your fucking tears. And maybe, if you're lucky, you'll cry yourself right to sleep that first night. And it's crazy when you want so bad for it all to be a dream, but it's not. And... It's a strange thing where I don't understand how the people doing this to children and stuff don't understand how it feels. Like, you don't even have a good enough grip on life to begin with. And then just to have everything just... And then just have everything ripped up and torn apart, it's just... It's confusing and hard. I can honestly say, like, for the first 
10 years of my life, I had no fucking idea what was going on. And yeah, everyone would say, oh, that's pretty normal. You're a kid. Blah, blah, blah. It was like, no, fuck off. Straight up had no fucking idea what was going on. Didn't know where I was at any point in time. It just... It's just tough, and it made it made it seem so much longer than what it was. You know, some like I know people who's who's looking back on their life. It could be one fucking memory because memories are so easily tied to location and just kind of space spatial awareness and just like you know memories in the house or memories in the backyard or whatever 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 but when you're just slugged through the fucking system it's basic okay here's thinking about this the other day so it's basically like it's like pigs okay you have pigs you have pigs on a farm right and they're the fucking domesticated animals, fucking fattened up and slopped away and fucking made into bacon and whatever. And they live in this environment that's just completely fake. You know, it's not even, they're fed, slop, you know, something that's just gonna get them by. And they're not, they're not real. They're not real pigs. They're, they're fucking humanoid fabrications of fucking what a pig should be but then in the wild if you met a pig it's like a fucking dog wrapped in leather you know it's a fucking strong powerful beast that just has the wherewithal to know what it needs to do in life to get where it needs to go and I feel like that that hits so close to home for me because that is the contrast of life in the system as a child and life outside of it because you are not you're not given the proper tools and it's almost like as long as they feel good about what they did who fucking cares what happened to you who cares what happened to the fucking kid and that's kind of fucked up you know you get put with a fucking family who doesn't care as long as they're getting paid, you know? And yeah, it's not like that for all of them. I understand that, you know? But at a certain point, I think maybe it is. Because yeah, people can tell you whatever the fuck they want, but at the end of the day, they only know the true intentions within their own mind, you know? So, I know that the last foster home I was in, the wife of their son told me that they couldn't even afford, they wouldn't have been able to afford to survive if they didn't have all the foster kids they had. Because that income, baby, you know. And it's like, is that a good reason for, for the, the fucking spectral beast that Go around snatching up kids. That's not a roll.
That, I think that's that's reason or that's good enough for them to just be entrusted with the lives of a bunch of kids who were just reaching the stages of meaningful development. A place that's not going to instill any real knowledge or lessons or any real influence that's going to benefit the young kids in any fucking way or is it just some farm for them to go to to eat slop at get fat and wait for bacon time like it's so it's so obvious i just don't i don't i don't get it i don't understand how the systems in place don't ever fucking change. Or if they do, it's only to cover their own ass or to get someone to cover their ass and maybe get catch all the fucking overflow of all the bullshit they're creating within these people that they're, say, they're helping or rescuing or whatever it may be. And I just, I just don't know if it's like some kind of I just, I don't know. I don't know whether, I don't know if it's strength to submit or strength strength to resist. You know, I've, I've always had that. So when it comes to things like them, I don't know because of how fucked up they've made everything for me. I don't know when or where or how to trust them or anyone really. Or when do you listen? When do you not listen? You know? Who do you trust? It's all... It's all so difficult, especially when you're never given the proper chances to experience any of it to actually learn for yourself. I makes it difficult because I got you know the the chain of blame it's I blame myself and then I blame my mother and then I blame them but when things don't freaking change like my mom went through a system so my grandma was crazy old Lily down So my mom never had really a proper example because my grandma was kind of all over the place. She was just a wild one. And the CS got involved and it really just enforced the fact that
it, it reinforced my mother's rebellion. And when no one for a long time tells you what to do or they tell you what to do with the wrong intentions, as you grow up and someone tells you what to do, you're going to tell them to shove it right up their fucking ass because you've been being told what to do for so fucking long and it's done no good for you. And it's almost, you just get so mad, you know? And how do you cope? And I know for, I know for a lot of people, one of the best ways to cope is through addiction and drugs and things like that. Because when you're poor or impoverished or getting fucked royally by life constantly and not being allowed to come, you know, you're just pent up fucking edging or whatever the fuck, edging against your will. Sometimes all you want to do is feel good when everything is just making you feel so bad. And when you have nothing or you're made to believe you have nothing to offer or can't can't do anything or step up or move up in life at all or be one of those people who seems to have this amazing sense of self-righteousness and self-worth and value that was instilled upon them by the gods or whoever the fuck was looking out for them. But for some people, it's not that simple. There's no one looking out for them. They don't know how to be looked out for. Some people live a life as nothing more than a burden or an inconvenience or someone to be dealt with and sometimes all you want to do is feel good and sometimes there's only one way how and a lot of people fall they succumb to that i've done it many people i know have done it it's been in my family for a long time and i just um Why should people feel bad for wanting to feel good? And if, if if they don't have all of the luxuries and options that a lot of middle to upper class people have, then, you know, is it so bad if you just tear off a piece of your soul and light it up and take a hit? Because... In trying to cope, you want help, but the only ones offering you help are the ones who fucked everything up in the beginning. And it's like, once you're in their clutches, you're fucked. Like, they never, they never leave you alone. They're like a fucking fucking specter just at your shoulder just fucking torn up robes waving in the wind and I, I, I get, I'll be honest like I fuck if I ever have kids that's one of my main fears is fucking 
continuing the cycle. It's not something I'd ever wish for for anyone or even myself. Because the moment you experience something that people don't usually or people use as a way to inflict some kind of thing on another person, it's not something I would ever put on anyone. I wouldn't put this on my worst enemy, you know? It's... Like, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't feel more relatable to fictional characters than I do with people around me, you know? It's, the amount of shame, loss, numbness, and just overall malaise of bullshit, it's, it's hard to deal with, and I wasn't, that's the thing too is when I was young and in these foster homes, I didn't get any help. I, like, yeah, maybe the, if I said this to them, they would say, but you had the option. And I'm like, I was fucking six, you dumb bitch. Like, are you fucked? Like, what do you mean? Like, when you take the autonomy away from a child, don't expect them to have autonomy. You dumb fucks. Like, that's it. Like, I was, I had so much fear and anxiety and stress and shame because I had no idea what was going on in my life. And then it's, it was on me to get the help and figure out the answers I needed? Like, or is it that you get so good at pretending to be normal because you have to go to school and shit? Even though you just got ripped away from your family and spent the night in a home you've never been in before with people you have no the fuck 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 idea who they are. So you learn, 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 learn pretty quickly how to just pretend and blend and fucking just mimic those around you so that maybe, just maybe, no one will know how fucking terrible your life is. And maybe you get so good at pretending and mimicry and just reflecting people's normalcy back at them that you hoodwink even the motherfuckers who fucking did it to you. So it's almost like I reinforced their actions by completely shutting down with numbness and just pretending to be like those around me. 
So maybe it's yeah, it's my fault for sure. Fuck. Why'd I have to fucking why'd I have to act normal, you know? It's my fault. <laughs> God, I'm such a fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But at a certain point, I'm sure, you know, especially once I got out on my own, I didn't really help because I didn't know how to help myself. See, that's what happens when you're put into a world or situation where they take away all autonomy and all freedom. You lose the right to help yourself. All right? Like... I was actually talking about this with my little brother because he was saying these things. And I was like, yeah, bro, that's because you were a foster kid for so long. And we were basically just talking about how, like, he lives with his girlfriend now and her family and stuff. And he, like, he hates going into the kitchen alone or just, like, it's just it's so much weird inner turmoil and anxiety. And I was like, bro, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I had it happen, too. And I, whenever I have roommates, it's just this weird anxiety of just being around people and I tracked all of those feelings back to the foster homes where we weren't allowed to go into the kitchens we weren't allowed to get a snack to eat out of the cupboards because we weren't allowed to go into the cupboards of their home so and it was to the point where they made you feel bad if you did or if you like it was completely fucked up it ends up tying just shame and just burdenness to every action you do and it it doesn't get undone they don't put any effort forward to undo the damage when you leave that they did for you to be there so you carry all of this shit with you you you, you have this fucking suitcase full of literal bullshit that's not even your bullshit it's other people's bullshit that they put in there and now you're carrying it around and you smell it everywhere you go. Every fucking where. It just reeks of all these other people's bullshit. But at a certain point, you've lived with it for so long, you can't even smell it anymore. So when you're around people, they're like, what the fuck is that? And you're like, I don't know. What is that? What are you talking about? And it's just like, dude, you're carrying around a suitcase of bullshit. So what do you do with it? Because you can't fucking check this bag. Nah. Not at all. Fucking put it on your lap, kid. And I'm sorry if I got a little heated, a little energized or whatever, but fuck it. New recording. First recording. In the new crib. And... Fuck it, man. I'm just so... I'm exhausted and tired and just... I don't know how to be someone who matters enough to change anything. A long time ago, they took my power from me and just um, they just never bothered to give it back. And 
Because, you know, that's what you do when you put the hyena in the zoo. You take their fucking power and you never give it back. And that's how I feel sometimes. It's just a fucking beast in a cage. And the funniest thing is the cage isn't even fucking locked. I just, they just told me it was long ago and it never was. Which makes me want to tell the baby elephant theory. There's the baby elephant story or whatever the fuck. But I'll save that for another episode. Because, you know, went in, got a little heated. Not heated, but passion. I got passionate with this shit. Because for me, it doesn't just hit home. This shit was fucking home for so long. And I spent the last 10 years just fucking throwing myself into drugs, relationships, fucking nothingness, just distractions, just getting lost in other worlds. And it's all, none of it helped. And they'll tell me those are the years I should have been helping myself. But I never, I was never shown how. I never gained that skill. Because at a certain point in my life, people entered entered my life. And they didn't want me to have all that. They needed to tear all that down so I was malleable and complacent enough to exist in places where I never wanted to be. Or I never chose to be. Or never knew to be. It's a weird... It's a weird infliction of complacency that just... Is ingrained in you at a point when other things are supposed to be ingrained in you. And everything that was... Never will be really. And everything that shouldn't have... Kind of was. So then, later on... You're just feeling fucked up and confused, man. Like two fucking left socks. Like I don't even. It's just. A lot of discomfort. And just. A constant state of second guessing. Because you don't. How do you trust anyone? How do you believe in the good in anyone and just I've spent too much time now just sitting on this fence just kind of seeing it all and just seeing all the problems and the issues and the holes and then kind of poking my finger in and seeing what's inside and it's nothing great and at one point does any of it really change or no Does it matter if the people at the top, if it's not really affecting them in any negative fucking way? Maybe this is just a fucking failed thing altogether. You know? Why does it have to be a child welfare system? What happened to the families of that aspect? At what point? Who decided that the families don't deserve a chance? Because the parents didn't come from a good place and never learned good things and didn't know how to be a better person and just got 
forced to believe that they are what they are when they're not. You could be so much more. But no, you get you get pinned under the heel of these fucking organizations who deem you unworthy because you haven't been able to properly cope in a healthy manner with all the bullshit that life like people like them have been flinging at you the whole time. And why is it that all of those things that you do that they don't agree with, why is it they have to kind of wrap it all up in a nice backpack and fucking make you carry it around with you for the rest of your damn life? And at what point does the pretending to be okay stop being okay and everything just feels like pretend at a certain point? I'm just fucking I'm tired because I don't see how anything gets better at this point like yeah there are some people that need the help or some people that need that change that switch up but I feel like if it's like I guess, you know, fuck. Is there more value in just saving what's malleable? <laughs> Yo, uh, is there more value? Is it more valuable in saving the ones more malleable? Ah, shit. Ah. <laughs> no. But, no, straight up, is it, though? Like, is that what it is? Is it because the parents... More likely than not, have been put through the same rigorous system in their youth. And the reason they are the way they are is because it fucked them. Just like it's about to fuck their kids. And it's... I don't know. How, 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 how much fucking longer is this line going to be drawn between those who have and those who have not or those who deserve and those who do not how long and it's like why do those who have exist in such a fake fucking existence a phony existence where they can't even come to terms with the shitty side of themselves they can't admit that there's a little bad inside them because at that point it would all come undone and we would all be splattered in their fucking bullshit like a fucking tsunami a fucking shinami I don't know probably fucking going off the rails now but hey my whole life has been off the fucking rails bitch fuck it fuck it all fuck just I just think it's fucked up. When you feed someone shit and tell them it's chocolate, then slap them when they spit it out, you know? It's... And, you know, as someone who's gone through the system and come out, I'm supposed to, I guess, just deal with it. I guess that's the thing, right? That's the human thing. As long as everyone's suffering, then no one's suffering. Is that it? You know, it's, 
But then what about the ones at the top punching down? Hmm? Hmm? They punch down and we hand our money up? I don't... I don't know. I don't know how people have power. I don't know how people have the value they have. Because at that stage in my life, when that's all supposed to be built up, that foundation I talked about before, it wasn't built up. And I'm, I hold a lot of fucking resentment and just, I guess not even that, it's just, it's turning into just confusion and just sadness at a certain point because it's fucked up. And I don't know if it's, look something up real quick here. Hmm. I don't know if it's some kind of form of fucking some integrated Stockholm Syndrome or what, but I wasn't able to just succumb to their side, you know, and just accept accept it for what it was because I was never sure what it was. I was never told. You know, it was, it was just fucking falsehoods and vagaries. That's all they, that's all they would tell us. Like, there was no exact anything so it was almost existing in this constant state of unknowing and just desiring so bad to have the fucking answers like uh, all the technology and shit we have nowadays back when i was a kid i would just wish to have a thing where i could see my family and they could see me you know now we call it a cell phone but back then i was like i wish i had this magical fucking pool of water i could just touch and then it would show me the people I love most or just just to know what they were doing or that they were out there or just anything it's it's so it's so weird to just want for so much of just what should just be and just Laying awake at night in a stranger's bed, fucking surrounding yourself with pillows for comfort and security and just fucking just wishing. I wished so much when I was a kid or fucking tried to pray to some motherfucker who wasn't listening and just... Nothing made it better. Um, and I, uh, I just wish people who don't, people who aren't like everyone else, I just wish they weren't treated so badly. I just wish. Like my mom My mom was a beautiful she's she's a beautiful person full of passion and uh 
but she's just a kid still, you know? Her age of stagnation stopped a long time ago, and, um... I don't, I don't know how to help someone get built back up when they've just been uh, torn down for so long. And it's not enough to want something for someone, but they need to want it for themselves as well. And I can understand how hard it is when life is just a fucking briefcase of bullshit, you know? And you don't want to carry that around. You want to forget about it. But, you know, the powers that be, they'll always have the power. Because that be how it is. Now I'm not sure how to get power back. Um, I'm not sure how to undo all the things they've done. <laughs> it sucks. Um. Uh, Kind of talked myself into a little hole here. Uh, so. Probably end it there, guys. Uh, so, once again, thank you for coming by the Hurt Circus. Um, you know, my plan for the show is just to have a place for people to talk openly about their experiences in the child welfare system and. Just any kind of affliction like that, any kind of affliction like that, or just the hard shit. Um, my goal was, you know, I'd have a co-host, but, you know, people fucking suck, uh... I don't care, I love you, but fuck it, you suck. And I'm I'm not a people person. Uh I'm learning. I've uh I've tried to actually try to Rejection is a fickle mistress that doesn't call me back. <laughs> oh no but um no I hope I hope the show just to to become a place where people can talk like I'm not I'm not totally for this whole fucking system and all that bullshit I know there is some good from it but you know I'm at a point now where they kind of have to prove it because my asshole is so sore from their fucking from their fucking <laughs> and at this point you know I don't know kind of just come in and just word vomit all over my microphone Blah.
But yeah, anyways, um, if you or anyone you know wants to get involved in any way, shape, or form with the Hurt Circus, you can hit us up at thehurtcircus at gmail.com. You can hit me up on my website, www.nicholasridiculous.ca. Um, you can check out new our single on iTunes, Spotify, all the streaming, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's... Uh, Lazy Susan by Dimebag Crew. A little hip hop, just a tiny little one minute track, whatever. But um, and if you're looking for any upcycled garments or clothing or anything like that, you can hit up www.underbellysociety.com. And you know, at Nicholas Ridiculous on Instagram, at Last Candy Bandit. If you're looking for some dope nostalgic art, it's where all my paintings are. And yeah, you know um. Don't hesitate to get in touch, I guess, if you got something on your brain you want to fucking flick at me. But hell, other than that, um, shit, man. If you're going to get out there in the world and you're going to be something, better be goddamn worthwhile. Peace. Shit. Like, uh, you know, mental disturbance. And she was taken away.